0: Well, hey, hey, friends. Welcome to uh, level 210 of Laugh It Up Fuzzball. And uh, just trying to get a recording out there. We've been having the recordings drop on Sundays, and and that's been a a good deal. Full admission, I actually uh, was recording last night and uh, had some technical difficulties. And despite a a couple tries of doing this podcast, there was a... Lots of witty banter. I don't know. There was there was me talking about all the things I wanted to talk about, and uh, and no recordings of it. And then a frustrated Wookie went to sleep. But today, uh, I guess I'll apologize in advance if the sound quality sounds different. I'm recording in a different place than I normally do. Uh, there is a, a baby asleep in a room next to me, and the entire possibility that that uh, life of the the Wookie family will go on in the hallways outside the room. I'm actually sitting at the the little desk that. We set up and created for the six-year-old to do the to the online school. So uh got Zones of Regulation with characters from uh, Disney's uh, Inside Out and uh, and some high-frequency sight words for kindergartners and then Mickey stickers and Star Wars sheets and, yeah, you, you name it. It's a very interesting place to record. But what I'm going to do is I'm just going to get right into it. Not sure how long this episode will be, but basically just some news catch-up. Just some solo, uh, solo Wookiee. And uh, I don't know that I'm going to talk very long about every every news piece. Just say whatever. If you want to learn more, then definitely jump onto the interwebs and read to your heart's content. I just want to make sure that there's an episode up for everybody. So we'll start like we normally do in these solo episodes with the Fantabulous Fuzzballs Focus, where we we'll talk about whatever news is dropped on the Laugh It Up Fuzzballs Facebook group. Uh, plug, plug, plug. <laughs> it's really great. I love uh, I love this group so much. The world is divisive and weird, and and sometimes my news feed is just full of stress inducing conversations and news stories. And it's it's nice to to be able to jump onto to the Laugh It Up Fuzzballs page, plug plug plug, and just and read some geeky stuff. And uh, although this podcast has stayed. Um, Pretty focused on the ideas of diversity and inclusion and representation. That does not mean that that we're ultimately a political podcast. While we do have political views, that's that's for the rest of your feed. That's not for your ear holes. So we'll get in there. We'll start off with Roman posted the trailer for EA Star Wars Squadrons game. You know, wow! I could totally watch an entire movie done in this style by these people. It, it was incredible. It was really really good. Although I will say that I I always have issues. Whenever I feel like the empire is being glorified, or if it's presented in such a way where you would root for someone, because yes, I uh, I've always thought of the empire as space Nazis, and uh, I don't know that anything's gonna change that, so I I don't don't often root for them. I will 100% admit ships and transports and and uniforms look cool. Uh, in, in so much as uh, World War II certain uniforms, I they're aesthetically they look okay to the eye. You can see that care and design was put into them. But uh, I'm always I'm always about who I think are the good guys in any given situation. So while I liked it, I was like, damn it, people are going to be rooting for this Tie Fighter pilot. And uh, yes, you know he takes off the mask, and you're like, oh, he's not a white guy. Cool, <laughs> but but I, I still. You won't find me rooting for the space Nazis. Uh, Danny, as he always did, posted a bunch of news. Uh, the first was Jonathan Majors to play King the Conqueror in uh, Ant-Man Three, and this is really cool news. Jonathan Majors is an amazing actor. I will be honest. I uh, I came to know him because of Lovecraft Country, which is an amazing show. But uh, he was also in The Last Man in, in Last Black Man in Brooklyn, I believe. Uh, and he's, he's been in some other stuff. But, uh, yeah, I, I'm i like, it's a bunch of cool news. I'm like, hey, you found a damn fine actor to play a villain? Right on. Uh, arguably, he's an attractive man. But most, you know, a lot of the MCU is full of attractive people, right? But King the Conqueror, that's a very interesting villain. You know, lots of time travel, timey wiminess, uh And then it, it does imply that they're they're taking ant-man seriously by having king the conqueror because i I don't imagine him as a villain being jokey um and then Payne reed's coming back to direct so just lots of good news and i'm sure more information will come out in the future but i'm pretty stoked for this Uh, mr deuce also wanted to remind us that the rights for luke cage and iron fist uh, go back to marvel from netflix in october and i do believe this means all of those properties, including Punisher, are available now to be used in the MCU. Now, <laughs> Beyond that, we don't know anything. Yes, the versions of a lot of these characters from the Netflix shows, we would love to see more. I'm, I'm very, very fond of Daredevil, and I, I like what was done with Jessica Jones, and, and Mike Coulter as Luke Cage. To me, just he defines Luke Cage. He was such a perfect choice. But a lot of these actors have moved on to other things, so we'll see. There are There's the rumors of... Uh, Uh, Matt Murdock in Spidey 3 although with Corona we don't know when Spidey 3 is going to happen but I I, I would enjoy them finding a way especially with Shang-Chi to do more with Iron Fist and find a a better actor to play Iron Fist and I, I think that would be Righteous but but time will tell. You know, those those shows were loosely connected to the MCU and so much that, you know, like the Battle in New York was mentioned. And then I think uh, in the in the RZA's rap, <laughs> in one of them, they mentioned some stuff from the MCU. So I don't know. But uh, yes, it's Danny. Those are back. And uh, a Wookiee can hope. That means good news in the future. Uh, some really good news that Danny dropped. Tatiana Maslani cast as Jennifer Walters. And friends, uh, I came to Orphan Black late a lot of people enjoyed that show and said how great it was and just because of the quarantine uh quarantine quarantine whatever like i finally got to uh watching all five seasons of orphan black and and tatiana maslany is an amazing actress and it, it, it makes me really excited for jennifer walters uh she is a smaller human being but that means he'll probably do some cgi stuff like with mark ruffalo you know he's he's not a giant hulking man but when they do the whole so that, that does imply that maybe they're going to be spending some budget on uh, on the CGI to to take Jennifer Walters into her Hulk form. But Tatiana Maslany, just with the the different characters she does, it does make me think. You know, there there is some stuff in the comics with Jennifer Walters and with her Hulk, you know, side that there's an entire like different personalities and different versions, and that, that's really exciting when you pick an actress who is amazing at doing different versions of herself so i i just think it's really great news and and once again i i feel like the mcu casting is totally on board danny posted some sad news first off danny stop calling me joey my name's joe (laughs) That's neither here nor there uh supergirl ending with season six and yeah this is a bummer this is this is me and heather's show we enjoy it. it's the the show that i don't i don't cheat on heather with supergirl i i wait to watch the new episodes with her when we did not live together it was one of those okay when are we going to be able to have a night together where we can watch supergirl and you no know, it's sad but you know melissa Benoist just had a baby so maybe that's that's part of the reason maybe she wants to to spend more time as as a parent maybe her husband monel who i'm not thinking the actor's name right now has found found a more lucrative gig where they don't need her income maybe they actually have just told all the stories that they need to i hope that this doesn't have anything to do with superman and lois starting you know there is the the classic superman overshadowing his cousin kara and that was what a lot of people were worried about when that superman character first showed up for a couple episodes hopefully that's not the case what is exciting is they know in advance so they haven't even started filming supergirl yet probably not even gonna air the first episode of this season until like May time frame so they have time to finish this good and like Danny said they've, they've been telling such great stories that it it is nice that they actually get to finish on their own terms and I thought they did a pretty good job with Arrow knowing in advance that they were gonna be ending it although they did that with the shorter season as I understand Supergirl is gonna be at least like 20 episodes so yeah and that that means when those CW shows stop uh, you know for the summer like they normally do, Although there is no normal with everything with coronavirus, you know everything's starting later. But we're gonna we're gonna get uh, a good DCW show a little bit longer, and maybe that means there won't be a, a drought for my Heather, where she ends up watching uh, other shows. Like right now, there are no DCW shows, so she's watching Lovecraft Country with me, and she is watching uh, the second season of Umbrella Academy. And uh, I think she enjoys one of them more than the other. Danny also posted the, the really really cool news. Chadwick Bozeman, There is a mural that has been put up at Downtown Disney in Anaheim. Uh, if you don't know what Downtown Disney is, it's basically connected to the the Disneyland property, and no Disneyland's not open, but their their shopping and merchandising is uh, it's it's connected and it's where you can go to different shops. They're not all Disney. They've got other stuff. Like I think they, I don't think they have a Build a Bear, and they've got some really good restaurants. And of course, it's all expensive and it's high end shopping. But hey, if you're visiting. Visiting, touristing, it's a, it's a neat thing to visit. And I know there's plenty of people around here that they just love going. It's an outdoor mall. But the long and short is they put up a really, really freaking fantabulous mural of Chadwick Bozeman And one of his small fans wearing a black Panther mask and both doing the Wakanda Forever. Uh, I agree with Danny. It is indeed wonderful for beautiful things to exist. And, um, I've already, like, one of my buddies already posted an image with the mural on his, on the feed of the Book of Faces, and of course I was like, Alec, uh, your hands are left over right, and that's Wonder Woman, if you want to do Wakanda Forever, it's right over left, like, look at the mural, both Chadwick and the young boy are doing right over left, but <laughs> I, that's not to make fun of my buddy Alec, I'm just like, okay, okay. yeah, I, I see lots of people doing it, and I've been corrected myself, uh, and had conversations with people about it, uh, so... Yeah, if you if you live in the area, go check out that awesome mural. And I plan to when the world when the world feels a little more safe. Uh, Danny also posted the idea that xenomorphs from aliens are Disney princesses. He did he singularized it. He said the xenomorph, but there's way more than one, right? There's lots of them. There's a the queen just having all the babies. So so many Disney princesses they abound. And you know this conversation has been a thing ever since. Disney, you know, bought Fox, like all of the new properties that are now Disney princesses. Of course, you know, this goes all the way back to when uh, Star Wars was bought by Disney, that uh, Princess Leia was now a Disney princess. And I find it funny. Uh, I liked it more just for trying to convince Blue to actually, like, make a drawing of something for me. But, uh, alas, I don't get Blue to draw my my beautiful uh, princess, uh, or bell dress, the big yellow flowing gown, which I thought would have offset like the black shininess of the xenomorph very well because uh, somebody already did a dress although that dress sort of looks more like a jane's dress and tarzan to me But yes danny i gave a lot of thought to it and uh i wonder like are they still uh, a disney princess when they're you know in the uh in the little egg thingy and when they come out as a face hugger are they still a disney princess and now i'm like blue can we get a, a face hugger in a, in a princess dress <laughs> or maybe can we get a princess with a face hugger or can we get a princess with a xenomorph like bursting out of their body i don't know there's so many options and uh, i'll have to talk to blue about all the drawings i want him to do which is just the the nature of his life where he's like yeah look you want me to draw all these things and uh, i'm just trying to do my art not uh make your imagination into reality and i i I'm cognizant of that, and I understand it, but it doesn't... It's, what, what's the point of having friends with artistic talent if uh, if they're not using it to make your imagination reality? <laughs> so, that is a, a lot of words just to be like, yes, yes, Danny, the Xenomorph. Technically, you could say it's a Disney princess, although that's not how it works. <laughs> it's, it's an exclusive club, and it's uh, not so easy to break down the doors of, uh, of, of the kingdom of princesses. Yes. Um, what else? Danny posted. Oh, so the boys apparently is getting an R-rated spinoff about superheroes in a college uh, run by Vought Industries. Um, and then, so that this just sort of takes me along the lines of like Corey most recently posted um, about uh, basically he started the boys, and now I'm like hoping he can finish the show before for some writer who enjoyed Riverdale and or Sky High a bit too much runs it all. I this just really doesn't sound like a great idea to me uh, I, I really see connections to like you know the other young shows that are they're doing well for themselves the boys doesn't need you know young sexy superheroes it doesn't need you know post teen angst it doesn't need keggers and and college politics doesn't need the Greek Society doesn't doesn't need any of those things to be awesome I would be much more interested and what's Vod Va- is doing in other cities, or yeah, like you know, uh, there's superheroes all over. It's the elite; they get to be the seven. But you know, we've we've met some other superheroes, and I, I think I'd be much more interested in that. But you know, that being said, this could also just be wonderful. Uh, I do I do wonder. I don't think this is based off any comic stuff, of course. The boys is a comic, uh, but they're they're figuring it out and they're they're moving on and doing things. And it is it is what it is. And speaking of of shows that have been talked about that I don't think are going to be good. I posted the news. Apparently they're going to do a Robocop prequel. Uh, it's going to be about the rise of Dick Jones, who if you don't know who Dick Jones is, he is the uh, a-hole corporate man responsible of the Ed 209 who does kill an African-American man like right in front of a bunch of people and nobody cares in the original Robocop film. Uh, so no robotic cops, no robots, just uh, about how this... Uh, white man gets his privilege or gets even more privilege And <laughs> frankly i'm just not interested i think the robocop universe is interesting other uh, it's a very interesting satire of the corporatization of police and uh, a proto-fascist state or you know class inequity but i i just don't i mean apparently it has to be a good idea right if uh, if they're interested in doing it but I just um I'm not interested. I just think it's a bad idea. Get, do RoboCop stuff. <laughs> that that is what makes RoboCop awesome. Is RoboCop or maybe even like the two oh nines. But uh, Dick Jones being called Richard and rising to power, it just doesn't do it for me. Uh, I did also post just me loving some Carl Urban and his contribution to geekdom. I mean seriously, just in that image alone. Lord of the Rings, Judge Dredd, Star Trek, Thor, Ragnarok, uh, Riddick. And then, that's not even to mention, he was in Doom, uh, what he's doing with the boys, with Bill the Butcher. He even, like, (laughs) diving into his filmography, he did episodes of Xena Warrior Princess and Hercules as Julius Caesar. He was in some episodes as a detective in Almost Human, which was a show I really enjoyed. I mean, just seriously, Carl Urban is geek royalty, and uh, I appreciate him, and I'm glad that other people do too. I also posted uh, just... A little Star Wars databank stuff, uh, I think it was from StarWars.com, was it from the Wikipedia, but just this weird, uh, I had no idea that Illum was connected to Starkiller Base, and, uh, you know, <laughs> I, it just sort of, it was being talked about, and it was said in an offhand manner, and I was just like, wait, what? Illum's connected to Starkiller Base, how? And uh, sometimes, you know, I, I do know quite a bit about the Star Wars universe, uh, a lot of war and lore, but sometimes there's information I was just I was sort of blown away, and just the the sheer idea of like pissing and, and subverting and 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 just what they could do to to one of the legacies of of the Jedi, you know, from younglings on that snow planet searching for their kyber crystals to to what uh, Star Killer embodies. It's not just a Death Star, friends. It's a it's a a, a Death Planet. That can destroy systems and the, and yes you know when we went to force awakens we were hoping for more than a, another a bigger better uh death star but then that's the way you know, a despotic regime's work, you know what I mean, you just build bigger and better weapons, if the first weapon doesn't work, then you, you get the bigger one, and you know, then it, then it culminates in an entire fleet of distars Stars, <laughs> which is, just shows, um, evil knows no bounds, I suppose, or, uh, it makes me think of, um, I think it was Werner Herzog when he was, talking about uh, The Mandalorian, uh, Fantasy Knows No Bounds, which uh, would explain to you why that is the, uh, the, the title of the podcast. Uh, what else? I posted an image of a bunch of jokers. Basically, this was an image I saw on Batman Day, which was September 19th. Although, on that day, I was celebrating my own little Batman. And yes, Roman or Blue, I would love a little image of Bat Baby for, uh, for my main man, my little Wook, who turned one years old. Um, but uh, I, I stand by not liking, you know, three of the three of the variations of Joker, and I like seeing people talk about it. Uh, I appreciated Brett's comments about Rasta Joker from 2004, Barefoot Rasta Joker. Uh, I didn't I didn't watch enough of that show to have a, a true opinion, but I did watch enough to be like, ooh, I do not like these representations. Uh, and then, of course. I, I've been very vocal, or maybe not very vocal, but I've said it, that I, I don't like Jared Leto's version of Joker, although I would watch that before Joaquin Phoenix's, because I, I still stand that I don't I don't enjoy that at all. I didn't like it one bit. Really cool news that I posted, HBO Max has ordered a Taika Waititi pirate series called Our Flag Means Death. Uh, it's going to follow the real events of the Gentleman Pirate Steed Barrett and uh, per an exact, this is a unique take on rollicking misadventures on the high seas. And you know what? As of right now, Taika Watiti can do no wrong for me. If, if he's making something, I'm going to be enjoying it. And uh, this sounds right in my alley. I loved Black Sails, which I believe was on Showtime. Uh, I am I enjoy Pirate Adventures. I enjoy the Pirates of the Caribbean right at Disneyland. I, I I like most of those Pirates of the Caribbean movies if if pirates are done well and and with the the sensibility of Watiti doing doing a pirate thing and then oof, the certain historical character like what I what I found on the interwebs about them uh, this this just sounds right up my alley and HBO max just making lots of shows that uh, that people want to watch and thankfully I get that full free with my phone plan uh, other really good news Samuel Mother truck and Jackson. Is getting a Nick Fury series on Disney Plus, and uh, there's not much more details. This is a uh, pretty breaking news. This happened in the last several days. Man, I, I, there's there's so many feelings. I'm sure Danny wants to talk about it, so maybe I won't talk all that much. But yeah, could could this be a backdoor way of keeping some agents of Shield, getting some more Colson or Daisy or any of them? Oh, one one could hope. Uh, I, I, when's it going to be set? Is it going to be post, you know, Captain Marvel? Is it going to be post Endgame? Is it going to have to deal with uh, him building sword, you know, which is a uh, shield in space? <laughs> I, and who knows? It could be current time. It Could be flashbacks. But all I know is uh, getting more Sam Jackson on on the television is freaking good news. And uh, Nick Fury and Shield and that spy world and and yes, please you know, and it's a show that I didn't know that I needed, but I do, I do, and now, uh, now it's really highly anticipated for me, uh, I also posted those, uh, Star Wars Black Series holiday troopers, and, uh, if you didn't see the image, basically they took, uh, some classic stormtroopers and they, they Christmas-fied them, and I enjoy Christmas, I, I do as a holiday, but, uh, seeing, seeing stormtroopers in ugly sweaters, with with porgs with scarves and candy canes, or the the trooper from Solo like Santa, oh man, they're gaudy and ugly and and prove everything any detractor has said about the merchandising of Star Wars. And yes, there have there have been Star Wars versions before. They've used Yodas. And I, I have a I have a Yoda shirt for Christmas. This is Elf. I am not. And I have Ewok Christmas PJs. All of those i i get if you're doing it in a t-shirt but something about an action figure and then you know i really don't like them i think they're ugly i uh, think that they shouldn't exist but then i also hate myself that i sort of want to own at least one of them because i'm like this monstrosity has to be recorded (laughs) for posterity and if i own one then uh and there so i hope uh, christian's right that we can find them full cheap in a in a bin because nobody buys them but i fear that, uh, because Christmas is so ever-present, and people like the wars, the Star Wars, uh, that these are gonna make money, and, and, oh god, it could become a recurring thing. Ooh! Next, we're gonna have Pumpkin Spice, Han Solo, and, uh, <laughs> nothing with Pumpkin Spice, if you like it. Although, uh, I, I read a really great story about how Pumpkin Spice is just another type of spice that has existed for the colonial days, and somehow they've, uh, They've taken it and commodified it to mean different things. And uh, I don't know. You know, you could could look up pumpkin spice commodification if you want. It's not that type of podcast. Uh, Moving on for other news. Dominique posted uh, this Star Wars swipe video, which I think of as a Chewbacca swipe video, which I assume is one of those tickety takity video dillies. It was a fun watch. I've I've seen other other swipe things. My friend Jamie is a, a becoming a famous internet gay pirate and has done swipe videos. I've seen them before although I'm not on TikTok nor will I ever be. So I appreciate when people, you know, post videos like this. Because that's the only way I'm gonna see them. You know, so thank you, Dominique. I appreciate it. Uh, Dominique also wanted to make sure that all the Fuzzballs knew about the Uber Eats commercials with Mark Hamill and Sir Patrick Stewart. Uh, and then Roman dropped a link to them like back to back. I was like, man. I, I always know when, when when people are interested, when it's like I see two things in a row. And let me those Uber Eats commercials are great. There's three of them so far. There's a long one that's like long if you think 55 seconds is long and then there's two like they're like 20 seconds or so but uh (laughs) it's good uh the mark hamill is hilarious and amazing and sir patrick stewart has a sense of humor and uh, the two of them together, and then now I've been seeing that the two have talked about like a Star Trek Star Wars crossover, which should never happen. Uh, they're completely different worlds. They're completely set up different ways. One of them is based in fantasy. One of them is based in a uh, in, in presumed reality or potential potentiality. Uh, you know, science fiction versus science fantasy. So uh, I would love to see Sir Patrick Stewart. In, a, in Star Wars, in some way, shape, or form, I think that would be lovely. That would be a great way to do a crossover, having his his acting ability in uh, in the Star Wars. Or vice versa. You know, Mark Hamill being in something Star Trek would be great, too. I uh, But uh, I guess that's the only sort of crossover I would like to see. But those Uber Eats commercials... Amazing, and I'm hoping that it, it's not done. I'm hoping they just dropped those three, and there's way more. And it makes me happy when I'm watching television, and now these Uber Eats commercials are are on. Although I'm not going to use Uber Eats, I don't. You know, I used a little bit of the DoorDash when I had the coronavirus, but uh, it's expensive, and uh, I've I've been saving money by eating at home. So there you go. But uh, you know, that's one way to get people interested in in a product that they they didn't think about at all. Uh the other Joseph posted a trailer on Laugh It Up Fuzzballs um uh, for season two of The Mandalorian. Uh, man I what what to say, they did a great job. It was an amazing trailer. Uh it comes out October 30th and uh, I I just looks lovely. Water Planets and um you know there was Quarrin and there Snow Planet, you <laughs> know, so is it Ilum, is it Hoth? and then uh, you know force mysteries and no that was not a tano in the trailer it was a, a different actress uh and there there's just they didn't show a ton but they did and you got to see baby yoda right from go because that doesn't have, need to be a secret anymore so i'm sure there's people that that didn't watch the first season of the mandalorian are like wait what is that is that a, is that a yoda baby oh my goodness color me intrigued and yes and then you're lucky because you get to go back and there's eight episodes of greatness and then october 30th there's even more with amazing acting and amazing characters and star wars back to the bones which make it good and uh it's exciting and that trailer is awesome and if you haven't seen it and you do trailers go go check it out joseph also posted the trailer for wandavision this comes out december 2020 i believe and holy f i i don't know what i watched i watched it several times and it's wild and wonky and based in different, different eras of, of, of television, and, and I'm all for it, uh, I, I think this is gonna be amazing, and it's gonna be trippy, and I, I got Legion vibes just in so much that it, it was, like, bending my brain, and, and what's reality, and what's not, and, you know, we don't, we don't know where this sits, it does this fall in, you know, Wanda's time during the snap, or, is this afterwards, and, and what is the status of Vision, and, and Scarlet Witch is is very OP, and an amazing character, and this is supposed to tie into, you know, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, so, <laughs> who knows, the Multiverse of Madness is beginning with WandaVision, and it was a very, the trailer did exactly what it's supposed to do, getting getting me interested although i already was interested but getting other people that maybe weren't being like what the hell and you know let's be frank people are starving for mcu content now so that was good uh and since the other joseph is apparently the trailer king uh forget the tiger king there's the trailer king joseph i'm gonna try to remember that that's your nickname you're the trailer king uh he he posted a a trailer for hellstrom which is going to be on hulu october 16th and i guess i didn't say it mandalorian and wandavision are on disney plus but uh, the Hellstrom trailer, you know, it's not a comic that I read, really. But I am I'm very aware of the character Damon Hellstrom. And uh, it, it looked good. I don't, you know, there's a lot of television. I'm not sure. Uh, I was tra- looking at it and like, does this make me want to watch the show on Hulu? And maybe, maybe. But I, I think this might actually be one of those shows that I don't. And then I catch up on, on at some point. Uh, but hopefully somebody else, you know. Danny probably not blue. Blue doesn't watch all that much television, as as evidenced by him not watching uh, the Clone Wars <laughs> season that we talked about. But uh, yeah, Danny will. Danny will probably watch it, or uh, maybe the other Joseph, the Trailer King, will watch it, and then we could talk about it. Uh, moving on in the news, Corey posted uh, the news of John Cena and James Gunn working on an eight episode Peacemaker prequel series for HBO Max. Uh, basically, long and short. Is uh, Cena's character in uh, James Gunn's The Suicide Squad is is a favorite, and uh, they're interested in doing doing you know a, a prequel uh, origin story, if you will. So, you know, I hope it's good, and it's apparently going to tackle current world issues through the eyes of this Judge Dredd esque douchebag anti-hero And uh, John Cena gets to do more in the world of DC, and uh it's it's not bad news at all. It's very interesting. I think it's exciting, but that is all the the news from uh, the laugh at a fuzzballs, the fantabulous fuzzballs focus. So we're gonna just move on to to a couple other news stories uh, that you may not have heard about. So in Star Wars news, uh, if you did not hear, Gina Carano has pissed off a lot of people in uh, in the trans community, and uh, I don't I don't know how much I want to dive into it. I uh, one of one of my children. Is is in the in the trans community, so I, I do get fired up and I do do get uh, I do get pretty pissed off about it, uh, and I, I don't know I don't know how much. Basically, she was just insensitive. Gina Carano was insensitive, um, and and is sticking to her guns. And I don't know. This isn't at the level of a, a J.K. Rowling. But uh it's unfortunate. And uh we'll we'll see how it all shakes out. I, I always hope that, you know, Gina Carano seems like somebody who who's had to deal with people like shaming her and, and, and with gender inequality. So I hope hope for a light there, but uh, you know, it it is what it is. But uh that if that if you're following me on Twitter, that's why he slash him is now in, in my title. I don't know if I'm doing it right, but I'm trying to show support because uh Trans women are women, trans men are men, and uh, non-binary people are themselves. So and and I don't know. I, I don't wanna don't wanna preach, but you know it sucks. It sucks because Corano is so tied into something I'm so incredibly excited for with Mandalorian season two. So yeah, I don't know, the jury's still out and I'm still uh still going over my feelings about the entire thing. Uh, in other geeky news, uh, if you did not hear Chris Evans, uh, there was leaked NSFW image uh, on his Instagram, and uh, I, I did not see the original image. I just heard about it. I was like, "Oh, naked cap? That's that's America's wiener." <laughs> but uh, I, I really enjoyed that he used um, that that moment to encourage folks to vote, which really makes me think of those classic, you know, Cap, you know, Captain America, and it says vote, and uh, I, I just like him using it to be a class act, and, uh, and and support what he believes in, so I thought that was great. Uh, if you also didn't hear, there's going to be a Harry Potter role-playing game, uh, I don't even know the name of the game, but uh, there, of course, is conflict, because sort of like when I was saying the Gina Krona stuff. Uh, while that's up in the air, J.K. Rowling is a despicable human being and keeps doubling down on on their transphobia and fuck fuck her, and uh, I I don't know I, I I appreciate people in the LGBTQ plus community like embracing Harry Potter and saying no this is ours now like and and trying to take it away. I wish uh, somebody could just buy out the rights so Rowling could go live off her millions and her intolerance somewhere else. Um, but I, it's even to the point where like. I bought a pair of, uh, Gryffindor pajama pants, not thinking about it, for my beloved Heather for her birthday, and then, like, felt guilty about it, like, oh, I didn't even, didn't even think about it, and that doesn't make me a bad person, but, uh, it's just, you know, you gotta, yeah, I guess you gotta vote with your dollar, and, uh, I'm, i thankfully I don't want no video games, so I don't even have to make this decision, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's just unfortunate, Uh, And speaking of other unfortunate news, (laughs) although some people will be excited by it, there's rumor that Joaquin Phoenix has been offered $50 million to do not one, but two more Joker movies over the next four years. So uh, if you really enjoyed that garbage fire that was the Joker movie, uh, good news for you, it might become a trilogy. Apparently Todd Phillips and Joaquin Phoenix have talked about what would be done in a sequel, and I just think that's crazy, like... Just do the sequel before you start talking about doing third movies, you know, a trilogy. Otherwise, you're going to end up like Christopher Nolan and you're going to have, you know, a good movie, a great movie, and then a not-so-great movie. And since I don't think you started off so great, I I just, uh, I don't know. It just, I guess it is what it is. Other news, um, all the Disney movies are delayed due to the Rona, or at least most of them. Uh, their, Their dates have pushed back, so just going off a list I made... The King's Man is February 12th, Uh, Ray and the Last Dragon, the Animated is March 12th, the Bob's Burgers movie, because yes, Disney owns Fox now, April 9th, Black Widow moved to May 7th, Uh, Cruella is May 28th, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings is July 9th, Uh, Jungle Cruise already moved, but that's July 30th, 2021, The Eternals is November 5th, West Side Story, December 10th. Uh, so basically for 2020 the geek movies that i'm like you might be interested in soul the pixar movie is apparently still november 20th free guy uh is going to be december 11th so you're still going to get your ryan reynolds movie and then uh death on the nile which is uh, the sequel to the murder on the Orient express movie that's december 18th so there still are a few movies but even those might be pushed back uh the the theater system is not doing well because it is still quarantined and people still are, are worried you know there still is a a virus out there that that some people don't fare so well and um you know i, I won't be political but you know even if it's one percent you know u.s population three hundred fifty thousand or 350 million people which means 3.5 million people dead that's way too many people and yes that's not the number that that currently is in the united states but uh i understand why people are not rushing out to go sit in a in a crowded movie theater to watch movies like tenet and mulan uh because yeah it's it might not be worth it uh and i guess that's a a good segue over you know a, a lot of movies delayed uh including not just the disney side but on the on the dc side and other places uh it is a tough time for the movie industry but uh you know Despite movie theaters opening up, there are movies that have come out, like James uh, James Cameron. I think No, it wasn't James Cameron. Uh, it was uh, uh, Christopher Nolan. Is that right? Uh, now I can't even think of who did Tenet. I have James Cameron on my brain because of other news. And uh, I don't want to look it up. Uh, but I'm going to have to, because I, I'd actually feel sort of guilty about, uh, about not having the information there. So I guess I'll just start off with Mulan apparently didn't do very well in China, which is crazy. Cause that's actually who it was, who it was, um, totally, uh, set up for. So yeah, it is Christopher Nolan for tenants. So uh, not James Cameron, Christopher Nolan, shame on me for having a uh, bad show notes, but, um, you know, they, they have not made the money that they would have in a normal world, But then, you know, I've heard that although, you know, Tenet has made like like $20 million over like two or three weekends uh, here in the US, that it's done better internationally because other other countries have had better responses to the virus and and, I guess have more people there. And Disney did not release Mulan in theaters uh, in the US, but they have overseas. And like I said, it didn't do so well in China. But then I've I've read reports that with the entire like Disney Plus like extra thirty dollars thing that they've made over two hundred million dollars, which is the cost of cost of the movie. So at least like you know square zero, so they're not losing money. So long and short is they're probably a lot better. We don't need to cry any tears over over the movie industry. But yes, this entire quarantine has uh has been different for pop culture, and and there may be repercussions in the future, and only time will tell. Uh. Speaking of repercussions in the future, potentially, and only time will tell. And uh, the whole Ray Fisher versus Joss Whedon and the WB thing. Jason Momoa has now—he's uh, backed Fisher before, but he's come—he's doubled down and come out backing his buddy Ray. And uh, I I quote him. He basically says, this shit has to stop. And he's not referencing Fisher seeking justice for how he was treated as a member of that bad Justice League movie. (laughs) A movie about a Justice League. Yet there wasn't justice. There was injustice in the middle of it. I mean, long and short, Momoa says, serious stuff went down. And uh, I, I for one, wonder how this is all going to end up. Uh, I do agree in accountability for your actions. And I'll I'll leave it at that. I, uh, you know, if if there was some inappropriate stuff, then then yeah they they need to figure it out especially especially with the uh, with history being different and history having its eyes on a lot of different issues i uh, i would like my, my my geek content to not be embroiled in all the other bs that that is elsewhere in the world but we're going to we're going to move over to some happier news huh so uh, we got word that the dc universe uh, is not completely shutting down yes the shows and the movies are headed to hbo max but now that app's going to become a competitor to marvel unlimited where you'll have access to to online dc comics uh and they're gonna put more on the app and then they're even going to do some exclusives just for subscribers the name of the app is changing to dc universe infinite and yeah this is really cool news uh this is what people were hoping and, uh, yeah, there. I mean, it's just going to be another competitor. So if you want just your Marvel comics, you'll pay for the Marvel Unlimited. If you just want your DC Universe or your DC Comics, you'll do DC Universe Infinite. And, uh, of course, then there's Comixology where you can get comics that way. But uh, good news. And and if, if you already have DC Universe, I guess that's really good news for you because you get to continue to have your access to the comics if you were using for that. Uh, if you did not hear... The Emmys did happen. I didn't watch them because I never do. But especially when they're doing weird, I saw actually it was on television. and It was like Jimmy Kimmel and uh, Jennifer Aniston like doing some weird like burning the envelope. It was it was all uh, uh, quarantine humor and and contagion. And I was just like, what the what the hell is going on? And uh, I was like, yeah, not watching it. But that being said, there was some good news. You know, The Mandalorian and and Watchmen were nominated for a whole bunch of awards, and they they won a good amount. Uh, Mandalorian won seven. uh, Watchmen took home 11. And and Watchmen really, like, won won one. Like, won, you know, limited series. and, And Best Actor, Best Supporting Actor, and Best Actress. Like, just really validated as the amazing show that it was and mandalorian took home a bunch of good stuff too it didn't it didn't win you know in in some of the categories i would have liked it to. but it's it's nice you know and those sort of things like those awards like oscars for movies and emmys for television they do keep shows going uh, although, not necessarily, because Netflix did cancel the Dark Crystal Age of Resistance, even though it won an Emmy. But we'll get there. But uh, it, it's good news. And do yourself a favor. Look up uh, The Righteous Acceptance Speech by Yahya Abdul-Mateen uh, when he won. It's it's so good. I, I love his comments. And uh, you'd be doing yourself a favor. You just Acceptance Speech, Yahya Abdul-Mateen, and uh, Emmys. And, and it's it's Righteous really good stuff and as i did say you know the dark crystal age of resistance won an emmy but netflix has canceled it i don't know why it's sad uh it was a good show and it was left on a cliffhanger and i know blue was really excited for more and i was excited for jim henson to be doing their puppetry and wizardry and uh maybe it's too expensive and maybe maybe that means because disney owns the moopits they can just uh swoop it up and put it on the disney plus that would, that's me living in my dream world I would like for The Dark Crystal to just continue over on the Disney Plus, but I don't know what the right situation is with Netflix and everything. Uh, other news, James Cameron reports that Avatar 2 has wrapped filming. Uh, personally, I just love that this news came from an interview with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Like, uh, James, tell me, how how's it going with the Avatar movie? Are you finished? I heard you're done with Avatar 2, and I was 95% done with Avatar 3. And I'm just wondering why you aren't having any cookies and why I'm not in your movies. We are good friends, and I'm honored. I want to show you the line. Put it out there. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, the takeaway from this is, uh, although the Avatar production did lose, like, four and a half months, courtesy of COVID, they were able to start again because New Zealand uh, did the thing that they needed to and is arguably one of the safest places in today's weird times. And if if shows are... Are filming in australia or new zealand they've already begun some of them are finishing in fact uh, not only is avatar 2 done but then uh avatar 3 apparently is like 95 percent shot so uh an avatar 2 movie doesn't even come out till 2022 in december so holy heck we are we are we're getting more avatar movies it's officially happening uh and uh yeah they will be able to get back in track in in a real fast fashion and shoot uh, in the land of the Kiwis and and more more avatars coming. And apparently it's a five-film series. I still can't wrap my brain around that. But James Cameron, not Christopher Nolan, James Cameron, which explains my faux pas with the notes earlier, uh, bringing us the avatar. And this time it's blue cat people in water. So it's basically the entire Finding Nemo movie, but with blue cats. <laughs> Or maybe it's last of the Mohicans with blue cats and underwater, uh, since the Avatar movie yes was dances with wolves with blue cat people, uh, and then last little news uh, Harley Quinn got a, uh, a third season, and if you haven't seen that irreverent thirty or like twenty two minute like animated show uh, with Kite Man and and Ivy and and King Shark and Harley Quinn. If you have HBO Max, do yourself a favor. It's it's entertaining. It's enjoyable. And and we're getting more. <laughs> but, uh, friends, that's all the news. That's that's me caught up. Uh, this this round of recording all the news went a lot better than I thought it would. I, I had some trepidation. You know, oh, God, I have to try to record this for a third time. But uh, it did good. Uh, hopefully there wasn't too much background noise. And uh, I appreciate all of you. This is catching up with the news. I don't know what's going to get recorded. Next week, hoping maybe to get in touch with Blue or Danny. Maybe we'll do another Diverseverse episode. Or maybe we'll just do more news. Or maybe I'll finally catch up and talk about television that I've watched. Who knows but uh that's everything i appreciate each and every one of you i hope uh, you do well you know all the things laugh it up fuzzball podcast at gmail.com send me an email and shout out to jerry jerry sent me an email (laughs) because i'm always talking about people don't send emails and jerry that that made my day and if you listen to this on your commuter while you're working buddy i appreciate you he's a one of my friends from high school uh in vouch, I've been I'm geeky my whole life. Although back in those days it was Robotech and Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy and Star Wars and some Star Trek. Um, it hadn't expanded like it has, you know, you know, twenty plus years later. But uh, it was nice. Jerry sent me an email. And if you want to send me an email too, that's laugh at, a at gmail.com. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Wookie Riot. That's W-O-O-K-I-E-E. R I O T. Don't be a jack. There's two E's in Wookie. Um, uh, and then anchor.fm slash laugh dash it dash up dash fuzzball. And you can also, uh, go to the laugh it up fuzzballs Facebook group, plug, plug, plug. It is a closed group, but you guys to join and we say yes. And as long as you're not awful, we, we enjoy each other's company and talk about geeky things. And, uh, that's all, all the news that's fit to not print, but talk about, I suppose, and uh, we'll be back next week with another episode. And I hope uh, this week is a great one for you. And I appreciate you being geeky and uh, getting geeky with me. And and being with me where fantasy has no bounds. Okay. I'm going to sign off. I appreciate you. TTFN. Wookie, out.